Christians get acquainted with their neighbors? How do we befriend neighbors that have a different worldview than we do? And as God opens doors, how can we share our faith in Christ with them? My guest today is Reverend Michael Echelkamp, Director of Ministry for Christ Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is Kay Meyer, President of Family Shield Ministries and your host for today's program. Thanks, Reverend Echelkamp, for being my guest today on Family Shield. It's my joy. So why is your goal uh, love your neighbor as you love yourself? You know, uh, when I hear that phrase, what my goal is, uh, my goal is to love people not because they deserve it, but because they need it, Mm -hmm. and to love people because God wants to teach me something about God from every person that I meet. Mm-mm. So so each person is an opportunity. So if we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we're made in the image of God, I mean, God, who is such a great teacher, is saying, I'm going to teach you more about me in the context of relationship. So, so get to know the people around you, and I'm also going to teach you about me as well. Wonderful. And isn't that interesting? I never thought about that. I can learn something from every neighbor about the Lord. Yeah. yeah. So a couple months ago, I talked to you because someone recommended you as I wanted to do something on how do we get acquainted with our neighbors and some point as God opens doors, maybe share Christ with them. We hope we can. And I enjoyed that short little visit because you have lots of good things that you're doing and your members are doing. And I just wanted to learn from you and let our listeners learn from you. But let me start with just this question. How can Christians get acquainted with their neighbors? Because, of course, we have to start by getting acquainted, don't we? Yeah. yeah. So it's hard to love somebody when you don't know their name. <laughs> That's true. Calling someone by their name means we recognize their personhood, their value, their worth, all of those types of things. It's a very simple thing. Even God said, I'm going to give you my name that I can call you by. And so... Loving your neighbor begins with knowing who they are. So when I'm out walking at night with my beautiful bride, we're talking about, hey, this person or that person are praying for this place or that place, or how are they doing? Did you hear about Craig's accident? What do you think is a way we can step into their life? So getting to know their name and getting to know their story. Mm -hmm. Very simple, right? Just the simplicity of, you're my neighbor. You you matter to me because you're my neighbor. Yeah, very good. So tell us just some of the ways that you have found that you can get acquainted with your neighbors. I, I, I attend this uh, gym. I go to this gym each morning uh, and um, I make certain to hold the door open. Now, I, I don't hold the door open so everyone goes, yeah, he's a great guy, terrific. But occasionally what will happen is someone will sprint for the door because they're a little ways away. And I just simply say the phrase, you don't have to run, you're worth the wait. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Right? So how, how do we already recognize the value and worth that somebody has that they may have forgotten about? And just speak it to them right there. Frankly, they are worth the wait. I mean, if the Savior of the world 
is willing to live a life and to die for them, I, I think I can hold the door for them. Mm-hmm. Um, or to say to Christy, hey, hey, you forgot your towel for swimming this morning. Here's two. Um, and, and she goes, well, you're always so thoughtful. And to just respond with, oh, because you're worth it to mm-hmm. me. We're not saying things in order to woo people into something. We're just speaking in the present active right here, right now. Your life matters to God and it matters to me. So it's not so much what we do. It's who we are as we're doing it. Does that make sense, Kay? Yes, sure does. When I say that, what does it make you think? Well, I was thinking of my husband and how friendly he is with everybody. And everybody always talks to him and starts teasing him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's much more outgoing than I am. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm not always as outgoing as I should be. But I was just, mm-hmm. as you were talking, I was thinking, Chad always holds doors for people, always talks to everybody, and can just strike up a conversation so easily. There's um, an interesting book called The Three Mile an Hour God. So Jesus generally, I imagine, walked wherever he went. And we walk at about a pace, an average pace of three miles an hour. So while I'm walking from one place to another, who has God intentionally put in my path to recognize? Mm -hmm. And so, and it's not, okay, what am I going to say? How am I going to get their attention? It's just simply as, hey, you made it to the gym one more day. Or, you're off to work. I hope you have a great day. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's as simple as saying, how are you today? And they go, fine. And I say, hey, tell me one good thing about your day. Mm-hmm. And then I'm not going to tell them one good thing about my day. I'm just going to put my attention to consider others better than yourself, which doesn't mean put yourself down. It just means give the priority to the person in front of you. So when somebody tells a story, we often try to to trump their story Mm -hmm. or add to their story or make sure we get our story in instead to go, you know what? I'm going to speak in such a way that others will listen and listen in such a way that others will speak. That's good news. And I was... uh, interested in the fact, I think I might have read it in the book, um, oh, the neighboring book. Uh, the Art of Neighboring. That's it. I think I read it in that book. I finally got that book. <laughs> it took yeah, a little while. It's a great book. But one of the things that wherever I was reading this, it was that one, the author said is that God has planted people in your neighborhood that he might want you, you know, to become first acquainted with and then maybe even share your faith with. And I, I thought that's really interesting that people are in our neighborhood that God might have put there for us, maybe just exactly what we need, maybe some of our hobbies that are similar and just all of that. And I just found that really interesting because I'd never, ever thought about that before. And um, and certainly we need to start near us and, and our neighborhoods are where we should be yeah. spending more time. It's not condemning, but it is convicting Uh to realize God has put me onto this path. I think of Acts 16 and Lydia. You know, Lydia showed up at a prayer meeting by the river. God got her to that spot, and he got Paul 
through on a second missionary journey, you know, through shipwrecks, through being beaten, through being tortured, imprisoned, and he pulls up on the shore uh, in Philippi, and the first Gentile convert of Europe is born. Oh wow! Oh, I have to reread that. That's so. So God yeah. puts people in our path, whether it's the person at the checkout stand, and and you just say, "Man, you've had a rough day." Because they look like they've had a rough day, and they say, you have no idea. (laughs) Hey, thanks for being here today to serve me. My family's going to have dinner today because you showed up Mm. at work. Yeah, we need to say that more often to so many people we meet that are serving and helping us in so many ways. 30-plus times in the New Testament, we are taught to encourage one another. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. And encouragement is so wonderful because in today's world, a lot of people walk through days, weeks, months, maybe even years, and no one encourages them. Mm -hmm. So what else do you do um, as you maybe, and I think you train people to do this. I may be wrong about that, but I thought you kind of had members that have all kinds of things that they've learned to do or someone has taught them to do. Yeah. And I just would like our listeners to know a little bit more about some of the ways that you do that. Because very honestly, a lot of people are very shy, are afraid to talk. They just, when they have their friends around them or their family, they can talk. But just a stranger, they, and you gave some really good good examples. Um, but but we need to recognize that God wants us to uh, get acquainted with our neighbors and He'll give us the words in the second we need them. But uh, tell us a little more about what, uh, what you share. So, so just theologically, um, the great command, right? Uh, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Of the Shema, the, prior, the Hebrew word echad there is one. That in terms of priority, that's our priority. Mm. And God says, I've made you a priority, and now I'm inviting you to make someone else a priority. So we exist for people who don't know Jesus, and we exist to equip people to share their faith in Jesus. That's why we exist. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's, it's simply as noticing the people around you as being people of value and worth. Jesus, on the journey with the woman at the well, um, uh, the, the man who's born blind, what came his way is what he engaged in. Mm-hmm. So I'm a big pickleball fan. I, I play a lot of pickleball. In the last two months, we have taught uh, more than 60 new people to play pickleball. And you play pickleball in a way that you want the other person to come back. And I, I actually do pickleball lessons for people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, here's my fee. What I teach you, you teach to someone else. Mm-hmm. We are in a culture that desperately longs for meaningful relationships. And pickleball, there's a barrier, there's a net there. They have a weapon in their hand, a paddle. <laughs> they don't have to be afraid, right? Because mm-hmm. um, I'm a towering, you know, five foot seven small guy. And uh, but you don't have to be intimidated. It's we're going to laugh and have some fun and um, build relationship. Um, we've reached the point even at our church campus during the the inclement weather. We have three indoor, well-made pickleball courts um, in our gym. 
um, what great lines and so forth. And we have three people who come and teach pickleball on Sunday afternoon. Oh, that's nice. But I think honestly, Kay, that the big thing is, is we stop going, I need this person to know about me. Mm-hmm. But I actually mm-hmm. need to know about them. Mm-hmm. So when, when some, I say, hey, how's your day? And they go, you know, it's not very good. I just say, tell me more. And they go, well, you know, the, my dog isn't sick and it's, I've had my dog for a long time. Oh, you're sad. Tell me more about that. Mm-hmm. And they'll go, well, I've had the dog since. And they'll tell more. And they'll go, yeah, you're kind of worried about how much it's going to cost and you're worried about this and that. Wow, I can see why it's a bad day. Hey, thanks, thanks for trusting me mm-hmm. with part of your story today. Now, I didn't tell them about the dog that I had to put down two years ago. I didn't tell them about, you know, dogs, you know, they're pretty expensive. Why'd you get a dog in the first? I'm No comments other than mm. because this is important to you, it's important to me. I'm not trying to treat you like a pawn on a chessboard. I'm trying to treat you as a person that's valuable to God. Mm-hmm. And my goal isn't to get them to come to church. My goal is to place the name of Jesus yes. into their ears. Right. Right. My goal is to learn about who they are and what God wants me to learn from them as well. That's wonderful. I want to make some announcements, and then we'll come back and continue talking to Reverend Michael Echelkamp about getting acquainted with our neighbors and what we can learn and how we can share God's love. Family Shield Ministries cares about families growing in Christ and equips them to witness to each other and to the world. The Family Shield radio program is aired on up to 50 stations throughout the United States, and the podcast is heard on many podcast platforms. Family Shield also coordinates additional educational and evangelism services. This now includes Faith Family Reunion that serves parents with prodigals. Prodigals are adult children that grew up in the faith but have left the faith or at least stopped attending church. If you're a Thrivent financial member, you can designate your Thrivent Choice dollars to support Family Shield. Go to their website, www.thrivent.com slash thriventchoice, or call them 1-800-847-4836, and one of their employees will help you. Family Shield Ministries is self-supporting and a listener-funded ministry. We depend upon your prayers, support, generosity, and sacrifice to allow us to share the gospel with those who do not know him and equip Christians to serve and witness. Family Shield is self-governing and self-supporting. Please pray for us, mail a donation, or give a one-time gift or a monthly gift on our website, www.familyshieldministries.org. Now I want to go back to continue talking with Reverend Michael Echo Camp, you've talked and given us lots of good suggestions of how to open up those conversations. But uh, as we get acquainted, everyone we meet in our neighborhood will not have the same belief or worldview that we have. Tell us how you train Christians to reach out into their neighborhoods and befriend those with different worldviews. What do you do? What do you, you know, as they've gotten acquainted and and they find out, like I have, uh, some of the worldviews are not necessarily uh, Christian worldviews. What do you help them learn so that they still share Christ with them? 
Yeah. So um, I, in a sense, earn the right to be able to share my faith. I generally don't try to share my faith until somebody says, so what do you believe? Okay. Yeah. So if I've behaved in a manner that makes them curious as to why I am, as the scriptures would say, a peculiar people, <laughs> a peculiar person, then then the door's open. Um, and oftentimes they'll say, hey, you've got some questions about what I believe. Tell me more about that. And I'll actually want them to engage more. Mm-hmm. But the beautiful thing is we, we tend to rush. I've got to get Jesus working yeah, into their right. ears today. Mm-hmm. Rather than understand, most meaningful discussions happen over five conversations. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to go, man, I'm going to tell them about Jesus yeah, today, and then right. I can move on to the next neighbor. Right, right. But rather, I am gradually and gently sharing why I believe what I believe, regardless of what their worldview is. Mm-hmm. I have a a neighbor who has a tattoo on her arm. And I, I love tattoos because, man, if, if they're, someone's going to put that on their body for their life, that must be important. Tell me more about that. Why'd you pick that? And so she has this tattoo on her arm and it's a hanger. And I'm like, well, that's peculiar. Can't even imagine that one. Um, and I said, so tell me about your, your tattoo. You've got a hanger there. What, what does that mean? And she said, I work for Planned Parenthood. Oh. Um, and so I said, so tell me more about that. What made it important for you to be able to put that on your arm? And she says, well, I believe this and I believe this and I believe this. I said, tell me more. And she shared more about her story and so forth. And I said, that, that's really important to you. How, how did you get there? And then she talked some more and some more. And then our conversation, I said, wow, you shared a lot of personal information with me today. I'm really grateful for that. Thank you. Conversation ended. We're done. Because my goal isn't to go, hey, let me correct you. Right. My goal is to love you. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, we did come to the place where she says, you know, you're just so nice to me. Mm. Why is that? And I said, well, because you matter to God and you matter to me. And she goes, Oh, oh! are you a Christian? Uh And I said, yeah. And a remarkably imperfect one Uh at that. Good. You know, I'm I'm someone who struggles with um, making sure my words and my actions walk together. Um, But I I live in God's forgiveness, and I seek to love whoever God puts in front of me. And you know what? Today, that's you. Mm -hmm. And then I told her Mm -hmm. that I believe that her life was valuable. That, that Jesus gave his life for her so that she can experience renewal of life today. Now, that's five conversations of time. Uh-huh. I'm not going to go, I don't like my neighbor. Well, you know what? If God didn't like his neighbors, you yeah, and I. We wouldn't be here. It'd be worse. Yeah. Right? We, we, we would suffer sin, death, and damnation. Mm-hmm. But God says, I'm going to cross that barrier that you can't and come to you. And I'm going to do something the Holy Spirit does. The Holy Spirit creates faith. Yeah. The Holy Spirit creates a desire to make us imitators of God. And, and so when I'm walking down the street and I see my, my neighbor bring up the trash can for their other neighbor, I say to my neighbor, hey, we're a better community because you're here. Mm. God is already at work 
in the lives of other people. We're just simply noticing it and celebrating it. And so a, a, a life of gratitude, of saying, you know what, God's up to something here. God's got this, is honestly one of the best ways to love your neighbor. That's great. So let's talk for a few minutes. Um, we can get acquainted with many of our neighbors, and a lot of times Christians don't feel comfortable sharing their faith, maybe because they think they have to say everything at once, which you've just said, don't do that. Just get acquainted. And it also isn't that you have to change their mind. But one good thing that you just mentioned is just to share the love of Christ for them and for you. Uh, sharing the gospel can transform their life. They may never have heard that before. But uh, as we think about most people, they they do what they they think they should. They've gotten acquainted with some neighbors, but then they don't know how to share God's love in in kind of a non-threatening way. You know, I think that's what scares people off so much when we talk about witnessing. They're going to have to say all of these big words and make sure it's all correct. One of the things I was thinking about, and you've just shared this whole time about this, that I had put down for that is let them into your life. Although you said you don't share a lot of your stories, but as we just get acquainted with them, we often do talk back and forth. They tell you one thing and then you tell them something else about your dog or whatever. But uh, what else would you share with neighbors that want to share Christ as God opens doors with their neighbors? Um, God has been very patient with me throughout my entire life, and he sends people into my journey. So to have the attitude, is my job here today to help them get their garage door fixed? Or is my job here today to share the gospel? God, you'll make that evident. So we have a brand new neighbor, just moved in, a Chinese professor. She's a lovely lady. And her garage door is not working correctly. And I said, you know what? We actually, when we moved in, we had the same problem. It's a fairly new neighborhood. And I said, I'm going to get you the name of a gentleman who's going to take care of that because your garage door is still under warranty. Don't worry about it. And he's really, he's quick about it. So would it be okay with you if I reached out and made contact to make sure you're cared for? And she said, sure. Picked up my phone, found his name, called it. And he says, I'll be there in 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Now, what did I do? I noticed a way to serve, and I did it. Okay. She said, you know, when I was looking at houses, I wanted one on your side of the street because there's some woods behind us. Mm. And I said, you know, we have a porch, and we, we love that porch, and we spend our time on the back porch. Um, now around 7, 8 o'clock, we normally have some ice cream or some popcorn. Would you like to come over and have some? Mm. Yeah. yeah. And now she said, yes. I, I didn't go, let me find a way so we can get her in our house so that we can tell her about Jesus. I just simply reached out to someone and said, I'm going to show them that they have value and worth because they do. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. Um, you, we had uh, talked about, you know, a neighbor who has a dog mm -hmm. and they love their dog. And Halloween is coming, right? Yeah, Halloween is coming. What do you yep. do? Uh, how? That's just such a great time to meet neighbors. When our kids were little, we met all of the neighbors today. Not as many, but still, you know, it, it's a great time to do that. Tell me what you, uh, what you and and other members of your congregation do. Yeah. So let me ask you a question: Does your neighbor love their dog? 
Oh, yes. So do we. <laughs> how, how do you know they love their dogs? They walk them. They talk about them. <laughs> Our one neighbor has two dogs. She's single. And, uh, you know, that's just her. That's her babies. Yeah. So, so if you were to get uh, two dog bones for Halloween and share them with your neighbor and just say, mm. hey, I'm not sure if your kids are trick-or-treating or not this year, so I'm, I'm bringing the treat. Um, do they have any tricks they can show me? Uh-huh. Good idea. You know, yeah, that's a great idea. But, but the goal, like, I want to say it again. They're my neighbor, mm-hmm. and they, they're precious to God. So I'm just finding ways to love them because God gives me the privilege to do that. God doesn't love us because we deserve it. God loves us because we need it. Mm-hmm. And God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that really, really cranky neighbor next to you. And I'm going to invite you to love them, not because they deserve it, but because they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to love them where they are just as I loved you where you were. And to just do the things like, you know, corn is 10 ears for a dollar because there's, you know, we're in Nebraska and there's a little bit of corn in Nebraska. Yeah. <laughs> so my wife buys $20 worth of corn. <laughs> you know? And she's taken two pieces of corn to everybody on the street. Oh, nice. Right? Why is she doing that? Because we're neighbors, Right. And another neighbor, someone fell down. They, they were in surgery last night. Okay, do we need meals? We need um, someone to come over and do we need to someone to watch him while you go get medicine? What, what can we do to just love on you? When we love people not to get something in return, they're going to ask why. What makes us different is that we love people because God loves people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when we speak with our actions and and then follow with our words, there is a credibility and a tenderness that the most hardened heart can see. Yes, yes. Uh, anything else you want our listeners to know that you haven't had a chance to say today? Yeah. Stop being focused on your story and start listening to the stories around you. Love people where they are and then have an attitude of gratitude. One that says, you know what, God gave me this life and he gives me eternal life. I'm going to discover what gifts God has in learning to love my neighbors. And then just ask for the Holy Spirit to say, Holy Spirit, guide me in one way I can love that person today. And then do it. And and look to build relationship. Because um, in that relationship are many opportunities to share the name and the love of Jesus. Wonderful. Thank you so much for uh, sharing with our listeners and me today. Um, my guest has been Reverend Michael Echelkamp, and he is the Director of Ministry at Christ Lutheran Church in Lincoln, Nebraska. If you want to learn more or uh, connect with Family Shield Ministries, go to our website, www.familyshieldministries.org. And uh, we're thankful that you're listening. God bless your day. You've been listening to Family Shield, a production of Family Shield Ministries. Its mission is to educate and equip people through the power of the gospel to know Christ, grow in His Word, and to strengthen individuals and their families. To learn how you can obtain resources or support the ministry, go to www.familyshieldministries.com or write Family Shield Ministries, 7045 Parkwood Street, St. Louis, Missouri, 63116. And tune in again next week for Family Shield. Family Shield.